All right. Ready? <laughs> I'm Brian. That's Scott. This is B-Rad for Jesus. B-Rad for Jesus. That was super synced up. <laughs> we are on fire today. We're so good at math. <laughs> and math is what you want to do for Jesus. Be rad for Jesus. Two plus two is five. And I mean four. Yeah. I was trying to keep time, which is impossible in a Zoom session. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. That's like uh, when the pandemic first hit and people were first trying to do the um, the Zoom band <clears> stuff <throat> and like worship and whatnot over the internet. And it's like, no, no, you got to separately record those tracks, homie. You can't yeah. like jam. You can't have a jam session over Zoom. Like two no. people is a nightmare. I saw people trying to do it with like four or five people. It's like, <laughs> no, that's. I respect their uh, their decision to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right. Well, let's let's dive anyway. right in. What are our what are our hot topics? What are the uh, <laughs> the juicy juice? Well, so uh, be rad for Jesus, right? The idea being, let's not hyper react and you know like we have the shirt i'm not wearing it but like this has similar kind of vintage stripes to our cancel your reactionism shirt and um but i'm rocking the star wars but it, it the idea of not just being reactionary and divisive and angry about stuff but how can we be rad for jesus how can we be radically different and radically awesome because that's what following jesus is so with that in mind um we had a weird uh, moment this week, just uh, yesterday. Uh, my friend, uh, a guy who has been on this podcast before, but uh, sent me a link via Instagram DMs. He slid into the DMs to shoot me a link to um, a pickleball set for Rad Pickleball. And Rad Pickleball used the same two colors and the same. Yeah. So if you're on the video, you can I see Scott's got focus. this. No, I won't. It, there it is. Yeah, yeah, but Scott's got it. And like, dude, that's our logo. That's the B-Rad for Jesus logo <laughs> right on their thing. And it's uh, it doesn't say B-Rad for Jesus. It just says Rad Pickleball. But Play Rad. Um, but the the rad that they use the font is the exact same font that I picked. Now I didn't design the font. I didn't custom do it. I just picked like the most basic thing. But we literally have that same color scheme: the the hot pink with the purple behind it. We did like half our merch that color, <laughs> and I've put it on like so many things. And so, so anyway, he sent me that. They've got all these retro colors and whatnot. And so I, I started looking through their account. I did a deep dive because I'm like, hold on, like, where did this come from? And I was like, is he trolling me? Like what? No, it's a real company. They have a ton of followers, way more than our account does on Instagram. And, um, but as I looked through the one thing I will say is we've been around longer than them. I, right. I put out that branding over a year ago and they, their oldest Instagram post is from August. And so they're, you know, six to eight months at least behind us um, in that. Not to say that they definitely saw our stuff, but like, come on, probably. But also like, it's just a font that I downloaded. 
uh, you know, it's not a thing, but it's the same freaking colors and the same word with the same font, which again, makes sense. If you're looking for that retro look that, that was like the, you know, low hanging fruit. Um, but for a second I was like, hold on. Like, what's the right, what's the right move here? Cause I was really annoyed at first and I was like, Oh, scorched earth. What do we do? Like take them down, <laughs> make them change, you know? And they Cease have and some desist stuff on our with non-copyrighted stuff. <laughs> yeah. But they have two different, um, I mean, we have a poor man's copyright. Technically we can establish that we've been around longer. Um, right. so we could make that case. Uh, but should we, and that, and that brings me to the, the question, should we bother fighting that? And I have some more things that come up from that question, but Scott, what was your initial reaction in seeing that? I mean, I just thought it was very sus because it, yeah, I mean, it's not like, I, uh, it's, it's, it's not at all. Like it's not just close. Yeah. It's <laughs> like know, the same. I feel thing. like it's eyedropper, you know? Um, yeah. Oh gosh, my son is having a meltdown and my wife is in a meeting. Man. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Yay, children. Uh, let me come get him. He okay. he'll, he'll he'll be excited to be in here. Okay, pause. All right. I'm going to keep recording, but you know question what I mean. in a second. Yeah. <laughs> hey buddy. Who's that? Hi Cal. <gasps> There's the buddy. Hi Cal. The Uncle Beardy face. <laughs> Hi, bud. Got a little smile. <laughs> All right. Well, joining us now is the youngest B Rad for Jesus member. <laughs> yeah. Callan All Lucas. right. Sir Callan. C.S. Lucas. C.S. Lucas. <laughs> Callan, um, so, yeah, my, my first thought about the, the logo was, um, you know, it, it looked like it, it looked like identical. Colors looked identical. Yeah. Obviously, if a font, you know, everybody finds fonts on the internet. So. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I kind of feel the same yeah. way where I'm like, the first reaction is like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you I, have, you're trying to start a merch company and you couldn't be like a little less lazy, you know, <laughs> but yeah. who knows? It's like, how would they have discovered it? You know? So it could yeah. just honestly be coincidence. It yeah. just seems like it's like the odds of me like, what? Oh, look, I found a, a tree that grew into the shape of a functional gun. <laughs> you know, I mean, a, a little less, but yeah, I mean, the to to pick, I'm trying to think of like a, another um, thing. Okay, I've seen a lot of this in the church world, and even so, I used to attend a church and be on staff at a church called Life Point, and there are a million churches around the country called Life Point, and so all these people feel like. Um, you know, they're like, oh, are you guys part of this life point or that? Like, no, we weren't. Right. We were just our own life point. Um, but uh, there was a, actually a funny thing that I won't get into because I wasn't around for it. But I do know that there was some discrepancy about branding the churches in the area. And this mm. is why copyright matters. There was right. confusion about even with life point. There was confusion with life point about having their own uh, identity because people would often wonder if it was connected to other life points. I attended a church in Fountain Valley called Cornerstone and people mm -hmm. would be like, Oh, is that part of the Cornerstone? Like back in the day, that was Francis Chan's church. And when he was like really skyrocketing and big crazy love came out and all of that, everybody would be like, you know, we're also in Southern California. And they're like, Oh, are you guys part of that? Like, Nope, right. not related at all. Um, yeah, and then there could also be like, you know, it's like, here's your church called life point. And then 
there's a bunch of crazy people like throwing rocks at prostitutes or something. You know, and they're like, yeah. we're from Life Point, and you're like, oh, which Life Point? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Like you want to you want to be careful of stuff like that. Well, and the funny thing is, the first name that they had had the exact same name and initials, except for like one of them was there were two churches in the same area, and one was CVC and one was CVCC. And so then they both changed their names. Um, but, <laughs> and, and so that, but that creates immense confusion. And I still, to this day, I can never remember which one used to be life point or what, right. uh, was, or became life point. One of them was right, uh, right. changed it to anyway. Well, I can't talk, but, um, in thinking about this, uh, I remember, um, just a long time ago when I first got into branding and merch and, and clothing and stuff, you know, when I first got saved, I had made uh, t-shirts and I started spray painting scripture on t-shirts. It wasn't for selling or anything else. I just was like, I want this like gritty street skate punk look, but I want it to represent Jesus. And there wasn't yeah, anything no, like that back in the day. No offense to the not of this world logo, but you know, it, wasn't yeah. quite punk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't that punk. It felt yeah. a little like hot topic ripoff at best. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. back, especially in like the early oh, aughts. Tell, tell oh. that to Uncle Beardy face. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. What do you got, Cal? <laughs> he just said nope. you have that same hat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does Dad have the same hat? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, but yeah, I, I feel because like, it's cool. Um, I feel like when you um. Or actually, you know, sorry, go ahead. You were talking. Oh, yeah. You no, no, it's all right. But, uh, <laughs> but it's um, what I had at the, what I had at the time was um, I, you know, started spray painting scripture on shirts right. and then other people were like, oh, I want something like that. And there was nowhere to find stuff like that. And so I started buying blank t-shirts and doing more of it. And I was like, well, I should have some sort of brand to do this under because enough people are wanting it. I should start a, an actual thing. That's good for the video. All right. <laughs> hey, again, behind the scenes. Look, it's in the real world. Um, you can hear peacocks if I open my door. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in Narnia. All right, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I tried naming the company uh, Apostle, Apostle Clothing. And I was like, because I can make a cross out of the T. Because uh, I immediately went back to cheesy branding ideas for Christian stuff. And... Then I made a whole bunch of stuff. I ordered stickers. I did all this work designing all these logos and, and everything. And then I found out it was taken. There was another Christian clothing company called Apostle and I could not use it. And I was like, dang it. And so I had to change that kind of thing. I finally settled on Unfallen and I get that down. And then there are still to this day, people that will occasionally like pop up out of nowhere and be like, you're just ripping off fallen footwear. Right. And it was like, sorry, Cor it, Corbin wants you know. to say hi to Uncle Beardy Face. Corby, what's up? This is just the nephew visit day. What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, yeah. How about you? Are you good? <laughs> I already brushed my teeth. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, boys, give me, give me like, give me, you know, 10 minutes or so so I can talk to Uncle Beardy's face. And just if you want to come in, just knock so I can prepare. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I love they both yelled by Uncle Beardy face. I don't know if bye. you could hear it. I couldn't hear it. So picking up. 
finally get settled on Unfallen and then I get my clothing into stores and I had a store that um, got a ton of stuff from me like and we put it on uh, they I agreed to consignment so it was like a Christian clothing store that was trying to like start up and so I was like here let me help stock you with a bunch of stuff and I made all these custom displays and everything and it was kind of this like cut and sew DIY vibe for a lot of things in that time and Mm -hmm. so like I you know, repurposed old cabinets and things and painted them and made them look crazy and, and put them all in there. And then a bunch of my stuff got ruined. A bunch of it didn't sell and I never got a whole lot of it back. And so there was like, you know, I was out like a thousand bucks on stuff that like I, I had invested like 2,500 in merch. So like, I'm like half my stuff is gone and, um, and I never got it back. And it, for the lot, like, I mean, I came like this close to wanting to sue the person. Right. I was so upset. And then I just remember thinking like, but what does this say about Jesus? Like, what yeah. does this do to the kingdom? If I'm wasting time and court and like losing face in front of people, or I'm taking another Christian to court and that kind of thing. And, um, and then later I ended up, uh, we ended up at the same church and that person's child was in the youth group that I was leading. And so like how much more awkward would that have been? Like, Hey, now am I uncomfortable going to this church because the pastor is somebody who sued me in the past? Like, right. like so much lame stuff and rather than like, okay, well let's find a way to forgive and, and move forward and do things amicably and do things right and, and elevate Christ and forgiveness over. Mm-hmm. I want mine. All that coming back around to this idea of, Man, I just don't think it's a good look to like pick a fight or like argue about it. I do hope right. that it doesn't come back on us in any way. Like, right. like I'm, I'm praying that they don't uh, decide to go the other way about it and be like, "Hey, well, we have a bigger company or something, and so we're right. gonna friend, you know we're gonna call them out because um, I don't want to have to fight over it at all." <laughs> right. So well, and I was, you know, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's just a bummer because there's nothing, uh, you know. Like, I always think of the the scripture, you know, why not rather be wronged, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's almost like, because I feel like in today's day and age, I think that that can be used the other way where you have <clears throat> churches or Christians who become a, a, a floor mat and they get walked on and they, you know, that's, there, there's an unhealthy side to that um, yeah. for sure. But I feel like there's an even more true perspective is I can take more than my own soul because of Jesus in me. So he can bear some of the stuff that's coming my way. Like I can, with him, his help and his strength, I can bear up under the load of someone wronging me. I can bear up under the load of not being respected or whatever. And that's the important aspect of that verse because it seems like a just a free ticket to martyrdom and feeling empowered with your dysfunctional you know martyrdom and i really think it's a matter of um you know i have to be um you know i have to be on top of my own heart if it's bad for the other person yeah then i can stop you know like and and there's Mm -hmm. i feel like you know as god leads that's definitely a, a line you can draw which is right I'm not going to enable you to just be a horrible human being. (laughs) And, you know, when it comes to a company or something like that, it's, you know, um, Sanctum Brewing Company, my, my brewery, when it was alive, 
was never we never copyrighted anything we but i made real sure to just never do anything without like a, a at least a a cursory search you know of like yeah. is there another beer called Django Unchained or Mango Unchained with its silent <laughs> right. D, you know, and they're yeah. like, oh, there's 57 of those. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. okay, well, we're A, we're not that original. There's nothing that new under the sun. B, yeah. I guess we can come up with a more clever name. And that's how we come right. up. We, you know, we ended up, it became kind of part of our brand, if you will, of just, we would have cheeky names like Creative Name IPA. That was the name of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, was satiric or satirizing basically the, yeah. the, the hop pun, you know, we had hop pun IPA. We had, yeah. um, you know, no. And there's um, so many, I, I saw two different beers that were almost identically named at the same store recently. Yeah. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and that's, and you know, all that to say, I think it's, you know, God bless rad pickleball. Hope they do all the best. And yeah, you know, hopefully they don't get mad at us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, I think legitimately we have the earlier claim to it, to the right. name and logo, but I don't want to ever have to fight that out or prove it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a waste of everybody's time. And I doubt anybody's really going to be like, Oh, do you guys do a podcast and pickleball? No, right. we don't. <laughs> and I yeah. don't think anyone's going to look at them and be like, Oh, the pickleball guys also have a Christian podcast. And if right. so, like, great come check us out or or you know go play pickleball with cool 80s right, and, and, retro vibes yeah and let's be honest pickleball's you know enjoyable it's a fun sport yeah it's sweet <laughs> yeah it, it's like <laughs> yeah it's so good um you know with the same like uh copyright idea uh, there was something recently that was like a much bigger deal it was involving a bunch of uh it was th what i saw was three different Christian organizations that all ended up in this legal swamp. And uh, it was all because of one thing. And um, I don't know any of the details. I'm not connected. So I can only refer to the public facing stuff that went on, right. which is legitimate to talk about. So Worship Leader Magazine is something that's been around for a really long time. And they uh, put out a magazine for worship leaders, which has um they claim that they copyrighted that phrase worship leader two words they have a copyright that is filed on there they claim that their trademark on their magazine and that copyright uh is exclusively their right to use in reference to a person who musically leads worship at a church and so anybody that uses that name supposedly they want to and have the right to defend their copyright. Well, I have only and always called the the person, you know, like, I mean, I've seen some older school churches that refer to their, the person leading the music as like the music minister or something, but it's almost always worship leader or worship right. pastor. Like that's the thing is, and everybody talks about how that's the worship leader. And if you're a volunteer who leads music, you're a worship leader and you're on the worship team. And like, I mean, it's, Whoever coined the term, it's been around for a long time and it's universally understood and used. There's conferences right. for worship leaders, all these resources, blah, blah, blah. So two of my favorite things that exist. So shout out to these two accounts if you're into following 
if you're into another podcast that's a lot of fun and it's really funny, it's called. It used to be called Worship Leader Probs, and it started as a meme account on Instagram where they would just post things where it was like, you know, they'd show like worship fails, like you know, right. the guy who is praying, and then one of the musicians as he's like getting off stage knocks over a, a metal candelabra <laughs> and like nearly sets the stage on fire, and like the clang 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 all over the hard floor and i mean it's just insane or like the drummer playing and the tree just like attacks him and collapses the entire drum cage (laughs) in the middle of a song or you know like a guitarist is playing and his strap breaks and the guitar leaves the chat and you know all those kinds of things like just hilarious fails that happen and then it turned into a podcast because people would send in stories and videos of what went wrong and so anyway their podcast is hilarious but all of a sudden one day their name changes. And I see a Band-Aid over their logo. It said Worship Leader Probs. And now it's got a Band-Aid. And so now it just says Worship Probs. And they're like, welcome to the Worship Beep Probs. And I'm like, what is going on? Like they had a whole episode where they bleeped it out every time they said it. And I'm like, I'm so confused as to what is happening right now. Like, I don't get this. And then, and then at that same time, there's another meme account that is only a meme account of a guy who I believe is a worship pastor or worship leader, but it's called Rogue Worship Leader. Shout out to the Star Wars fans in the room. Um, And he has phenomenal stuff. Like he got huge on TikTok doing um, Star Wars riffs on electric guitar laid over worship songs. So it's like, you know, um, over rattle, he's got like the Mandalorian theme. And so it's like, live, live, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And it like mashes up so good. Or he has like Emperor Palpatine going good, but it's like, and you are good, good. (laughs) Oh, and he's just like these hilarious, so excellent mashups. And I, I absolutely adore that account. It is one of the best. All of a sudden he had all of his accounts shut down publicly. Like his Facebook account got taken down, uh, like all the, and it's like, what is going on? Like what is happening here? Well, it turns out worship leader magazine decided that these guys were infringing on their copyright and creating brand confusion, which did not happen for anyone except for them. Maybe. And then they like shut down a bunch of people. And then when everybody was like, hey, that's not cool. They said, we have a right to do whatever we want because it's our copyright and we coined the term and blah, blah, blah. And it was like this very, like, even if you were legally accurate, it was a really unchristlike response and right. way of handling the situation, especially when several of these things like worship probs, uh, worship leader probs podcast is, is in like the hundreds of episodes. Like, it's not like they well, started last wonder, week, you know? <laughs> but this is one of those things, like, um, very familiar with this in the in the beer world, because it happened all the time. Yeah. Mostly because of stupid breweries doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. Like, in and stout And it was in and outs logo yeah. with in and outs palm tree, little effect, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Did they put the scripture it, under the rim, like the in and out cups? Who knows? But, <laughs> that would know, cool. But then in and out would send hilarious cease and desist, like, we're not trying to ferment any trouble, but we don't want to brew up another copyright dispute. You know, it was yes. funny. See, and because that's it's great. Like, but they have to, that is genuinely, um, that is genuinely trading on somebody else's name, you know? That's genuinely you trying to use a much larger brand as like a, a step up. Yeah. And that makes sense to protect. Right. This seems like there was a dispute over Stone Brewing Company where one of the big 
breweries sued them because they said stone is too generic. You can't copyright a word like that, which is true in a lot of cases. You can't copyright, you know, air, like, period. You know, like, like yeah. air, and then, you know... <laughs> I'm going to copyright it's, it's, the word the. Yeah. <laughs> Every time and, you um, use it, you have to pay me. <laughs> yeah. So you can't... There's There's really, you know, strict limits on what is you know, copyrightable. And, um, it's, uh, that, that seems like it should fall under that for sure. Like worship leader. I'm, why would that, (laughs) that's not a, I mean, I get, if I said office leader, I still don't think you should copyright that, but no one would ever say that for like an office manager. Right. Oh, this is the office leader. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be like that. And if you started a, say you started a magazine for CEOs, then right. you can't like turn around and start claiming that like you own the right to that term. Right. Because, because that I was, trademarked it in my label or in the name of my magazine. Exactly. And that was part of what some of these guys were saying was like, like, you know, some of the people that were pushing back a lot were like, hold on. Like, if you're going to enforce right. it there, do I have to pay you to file the position as a worship leader? If I'm going to mm. promote and, and do this and I'm going to hire it. Like I get that on my paycheck, you know, or like my W2, I, I put my title as worship leader, you know, like, right. Are, are you going to, are you going to come after my church for having that position on staff? Like how far are you going to go on something that is so ubiquitous right? that it, it's no longer unique and it's for sure not uniquely associated with your magazine. Right. Instead, your magazine is, you know, specifically a niche oriented into that industry. But it is well, an especially entire it's such job, a, dis- you know, huge job description. Go. It's such an easy like thing to, you know, deal with. It, like even Rogue Worship Leader, I was just looking. Um, he prepared a uh, an alternate account called. Uh, rogue leader of worship yeah <laughs> which is like that's probably more accurate for a, you know rogue leader you know yeah but um well I yeah feel and that's like... the whole thing it's it's a play on star wars and it's a play yeah. on that in a way that doesn't like try to um you know it's not trying to pretend like it's part of star wars you know right it, it's like and and an how would you even make the like meme account you i that. feel like you could you could easily trademark rogue squadron or something because that's not yeah. a phrase that you would but leader is a title, you know, of a person, yeah. and 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 if it can be applied to anyone in a company. Mm-hmm. If if the janitor is a leader, that means he's a good janitor. He's the kind of person that people would want to follow. It doesn't mean you right. know what I mean. It's such a generic term. It's like mm-hmm. it's like saying job, like yeah. <laughs> worship job magazine, and it's like now you can't say job. You know, right. <laughs> it's just yeah. silly. I, I feel like yeah, they should. They should cut it out. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and so the 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 full accounting of it was like it got to where it looked like there was going to be a pretty big battle and a lot of people were pretty upset about it. And there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. There were lawyer, lawyers contacted and people were trying to figure it out. Um, worship probs, worship leader probs, which is now still just worship probs, um, came to some sort of agreement and settlement like behind the scenes. I don't know what happened there, but I just know like they said like we had some stuff going on and now it's resolved and we're just moving forward. Uh, Rogue worship leader had all of their accounts restored. Mm. And it seems like 
it got to where people were going to push back enough that that Worship Leader magazine, while feeling like they had every right to defend their copyright for right. whatever reason, also recognized the the most likely outcome here is damage to the kingdom. You right. are smearing mud on the face of Christ and on his kingdom and on his name by doing this. There's no benefit to it. You're not coming out the righteous victor. You're not actually like, this isn't harming your brand. It's not harming your bottom line. No one is watching a meme account and then like no longer reading your magazine because of it. Nobody is listening to that podcast and thinking that was a podcast either for or against your magazine. Like, like not, there was no confusion there that was legitimate. So it didn't make any sense to have that be a thing. And I think somebody finally got through and had helped them realize this is a really bad stand to take. And it's making us look like jerks for no reason. And, and being jerks for the kingdom is a really common practice, but I don't think it benefits (laughs) anybody. And, and thankfully in this case, like people realized like, Hey, you know, what's like the worst thing we could do to each other is infight amongst the church and have a copyright dispute for no reason. Right. Well, it it reminds me of, um, I mean, every now and then, uh, you know, Babylon B will will make a really profound point. But um, <laughs> uh, every once in a while, most often it's just hilarious satire. Well, but every once in a while, it's profound. <laughs> but th- this is this is literally what we're talking about. It's just uh, it's it has a picture of Trump and DeSantis both looking, you know, angry. And it says Republicans to try strategy of viciously tearing each other to shreds while Democrats sit back and watch. Like, and not, you know, not that, you know, I care one way or the other about this party or the other. My faith is in a different kingdom. So, um, yes. I think that, uh, but it, it just demonstrates the point. It's like people who are conservative, you know, I would consider myself a centrist who definitely has very conservative beliefs mm-hmm. in certain fields. In other fields, I have very liberal beliefs. But um, I think that that's the if, if I wanted to see Trump back in office or if I just wanted to have a Republican, um, I think the worst outcome I could have, if that were my hope, would be to see the Republican Party just like jockeying for position, um, you know, because it's just ridiculous. It's a, it's an over it's an oversimplification of what victory means to just fight against somebody so that you can you know, get your platform. Uh, I want to be the leader, not you, you know? And I don't think that's a good move in any, any time it's ever been done. I don't think it works out well. I think everybody, you know, inevitably ends up, someone ends up losing and it's usually the person who's being aggressive, you know, or the side that's being aggressive. So, you know, it's not like, uh, when it comes to the church, it's not like there's a lack of people who have criticisms right you know? and they're but and they're yeah. well-founded because we're humans and that's you know i feel like it's part of the thing i mean yeah. if there's a perfect church then i don't want to go to it because it's probably fake and yeah. so i think you know ultimately we are human beings we're trying to navigate how to interact with somebody in love and in gentleness and mm-hmm. grace and and <clears throat> a lot of times you know there might have been a good case like let's say there was somebody impersonating worship leader magazine Mm -hmm. that would be a great 
um, really great use of copyright because it's like, Hey, that's, this is, we have a thing here. It's, we have certain values. We have certain people we want yeah. to, you know, display in our pages. And now you're associating this other thing. That's not us with our name. Yeah. But if it's just a generic thing, especially somebody who's not even in your business, this is, this is you know, right. magazine, I don't even know what a magazine is anymore. I mean, like, you know, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, but, it's but it's certainly not a guy. It's certainly not lobby. a funny dude on Instagram uploading dank memes, you know? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. No. And that's, um, um, you know, that, that was like the whole thing with, uh, when Elon Musk took over Twitter and then he instituted the blue check for pay thing. Right. And he took away like verified accounts that had just established enough credibility and following that it was like right. made sense to verify. Now it's just a paid thing. And so right. it was all well and good, all fun and games until somebody, you know, bought one as Elon Musk and started right. impersonating him. And he was like, hold on, <laughs> yep. wait a minute. That's or, not cool. Or like, like Johnson and Johnson, like I started yeah. a Johnson and Johnson account. where like giving advice to people in comments about their products. And it was just some <laughs> yeah. dude. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, and so, but going back to that, like, man, being aggressive and like, like choosing even when you're right, but like the way that you prove that you're right is not, uh, you know, really matters. And I think like, and I was talking about this, I, I preached on Sunday about this a little bit and, uh, you know, in John nine, the story of the woman at the well, and I mean, the woman caught in adultery, which may or may not even be legitimately original to John's gospel. Right. Not the point. Um, but the, this woman caught in adultery brought before Jesus and, uh, and legitimately, like if she was actually caught in adultery, then there's a legitimate claim to her, you know, um, sin and punishment due. But what does Jesus do instead of like joining in the, like, yeah, let's stone her to death, which they didn't grab the dude. So like they they're missing half the equation there, but then also Jesus starts writing in the dirt and then he says, okay, well, whoever among you is without sin, you cast the first stone. Like you get mm -hmm. to judge righteously if you're sinless. Well, nobody was sinless. So they, one by one, they drop their rocks and leave. And then uh, starting with the oldest first, because I think they're probably a little bit of wisdom and mileage on their right. life. And they go, oh, hang on, that's not me. And they bail. Jesus looks up, nobody's there. He goes, hey, where are your accusers? She says, they're gone. Or, or who's left to accuse you? She says, no one. He says, well, neither do I. Go and sin no more. It's right. not affirmation either. Like we can still disagree. We can still call people to righteousness. We can still point people toward mm -hmm. something good. But the radically different way of doing that in the name of Jesus is so much more about showing radical truth with radical grace and mm -hmm. being like, look, I don't care which side you're taking. He didn't take the sinful permission side and he didn't right. take the self-righteous condemnation side. He right. chose calling her to a way forward in righteousness and then leaving it to her, it doesn't say like some people think maybe that was how he met Mary Magdalene. Some people think like all these different things, like it doesn't say who she was, where that right. went from there or what the final result of her life was. Maybe she walked away and went right back into the dude's bed. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but Jesus response in that moment was to call her forward with grace toward righteousness. Right. right now we're in the midst of a crazy branding dispute because it's pride month in the U S mm -hmm. and 
there's all this stuff about like, take back the rainbow, you know? And it's like, you mean for Skittles? No, for Noah and God and Jesus. And, you know, and like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's a crazily ironic violation of the symbolism of the rainbow that God takes the, the war bow that he, you know, destroys the earth with. And he hangs it in the sky and says, I'm setting aside my weapon of destruction. I will no longer fire rain and, and destruction and flooding to ruin the entire earth again. I won't do that anymore. And he right. sets it up in the sky. Like I will over, I will allow for your sin. I will exhibit grace and mercy and not respond with destruction from now on right. in this way. And somebody took that symbol and went, let's take one of the most deeply interwoven and integral parts of us, the, this idea of sexuality and, and all that comes with that. And, uh, uh, you know, everything from, you know, the, the physical relations to identity and everything else. And let's wrap all that up in a new rainbow and just totally twist and totally twist what that was meant for. Like that is a huge copyright violation of what the meaning <laughs> of the rainbow is. You're, you're completely right. reinventing that branding, but should we go and, and pick fights with everybody about it and validate the complaints? I mean, the, the, um, some, I forget what the name of the organization was. Some LGBT organization just declared a state of emergency for the month of June. I don't know how you do that when you're not the president and and you're not like a governor or something, but they're putting out all these resources about like how to help people be safe if you're traveling in unfriendly states and all this stuff. And it's right. like, dude, there's so much craziness. And for right. us to get violently angry is one, not how Christ handled things, but two, it's just a bad look. And it's like that thing of like, never wrestle a pig. You know, the pig likes it and you just get covered in mud and poop. Right. Yeah. Like... Like if we, if we violently attack and angrily attack, we look like the jerks and the, the, whether or not we were right ends up being completely beside the point. And I think like, I mean, this goes back to something that drives me nuts when I do it and it drives me nuts when I see it. And it's, it's kind of become a, a very common theme since you know, the past six years, I feel like where it's been, I, I don't like your symbol. I don't like what you stand for. Like MAGA hats, for instance, Mm -hmm. MAGA hats are like a Ku Klux Klan hood now, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's like, oh my God, how could you go out in public in that thing? Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, because, you know, um, people think it's a, a dog whistle to racism because it says make America great again. And, um, you know, when was it great for black people back when we had slaves, you know, and I'm like, I can see that logic. That's not what I think 99%, just my opinion. I don't think 99% of the people wearing that red hat are thinking, I hate black people. Therefore I put this red cap on. So, you know, that I hate black people so that I can elect my president who hates black people. You know, I don't think it's that deep, (laughs) No, but that, but that meaning is now assigned to it. So I'm not going to wear one. Even if I wanted to vote for Trump, I would never wear a mega, you know? Yeah. But I think the rainbow, that just comes down to you're, what you're really upset about is that human beings make meaning out of everything. You know? yeah. and, and you can't undo that. You know, if you, you take, you know, if you want to take the rainbow back for Christ, wear a rainbow shirt in church. 
you know i mean it's there's nothing gay about it yeah <laughs> if, no if but you're it, not gay, but it's gonna you know, be it's like, <laughs> but it's gonna be like wearing a maga hat down to compton exactly and that's 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 <laughs> you're, where you you're get wearing like, you're wearing something that like you cannot just choose not to acknowledge right. the context that other people are going to and, lay the, and that's it. the that's the interesting thing and, and that's where it comes down to even um the way that we communicate about christ in our own thoughts and in our own minds and in our world mm-hmm. is that we have to remember that's true of how people perceive jesus too So it's not like a lot of Christians kind of come at things like, do you think you're a a good person? And, um, you know, and, and there's nothing, I mean, people do, you know, I've watched that guy on YouTube who does that and he's really good. He seems loving and I'm sure I can't remember the dude's name, but he like holds Hmm. his phone next to his face when he talks to people and films him as he's evangelizing. And he, he kind of starts that, you know, Romans road kind of, you know, thing and, and people respond well a lot of the time, but, Jesus has a meaning to a lot of people. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm not being universalist. I'm not being woo woo. I'm saying you have to understand that yeah. you can't evangelize to people because even Jesus himself understood God meant different things to different people. Yeah. He, when he talked to the woman at the well, he didn't talk at all like he did to the Pharisees like um, Zacchaeus or, you know, any right. of the people like Nicodemus or, you know, where it's like he's, he's coming at them from what they understand God to be, how can I, how can I best communicate my point? Mm-hmm. Because the, you know, if you're making a, a communication in this world for Jesus on Jesus's behalf, mm-hmm. then your only concern should be how best to communicate that to your audience. Right. And you know, this is like, <clears throat> um, you know, at our church, I'm on the communication team there. So mm-hmm. we have, we can talk about anything. There's no, restriction. We can talk about tongues. We can talk about whatever, but our pastor has always been very big on make sure that the atheist in the room has, is never lost with jargon and is never not understanding what you're talking about. And if you say something and you're making a point that would not be common to a church, to a non-churched person, just be aware of that. And it doesn't mean you can't say it It just means be aware of it, you know, because I don't want to, I mean, Erwin uh, McManus is another example. People doubt the guy because he doesn't, he kind of sounds like a new age person, but he's a deep follower of Jesus as far as I can tell, right? Right. He has a quote that was really good, which is not every human is a Christian. Every Christian is a human. Right. So I speak to humans whenever I talk. Right. So he could be up on the stage talking about Jesus, but he's talking to the humans in the room, not the Christians in the room. And I feel like that's really lost on the church, especially in, when persecution arises. We have a tendency to like pull back and to be protect ourselves and to just be like, it's us versus them. And it's like, you have no need to put yourself in that category. That will happen if you just let your light shine. <laughs> you know, yeah. you will be persecuted. You will be, you will have trouble. The answer is to still, how do I love these people the best and how do I communicate it? How do I f- deny my own wants to say things in a certain way? How do I provide for them a, an accurate understanding to, right. for those who have ears to let them hear. Cause plenty of people heard Jesus himself and we're like, eh, right. <laughs> I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I think I with like this, it's... with this greater conversation, oh, I think it's just, you know, the, the rainbow is what the rainbow is. It means mm-hmm. gay pride. That is what it means. If you, there's no yeah. such thing as taking it back. It's going to mean that for a large population of the LGBTQIA plus 
The, yeah. the alphabet mafia. That's my favorite term. The alphabet yeah. mafia is th that's their symbol. Okay, and in that the is U.S. Such an, at least, and in, in the some U.S. Other and it's countries, such an unnecessary but... fight. It's like I can't believe that's even an issue. It's it's like talking to a kid that's like, why can't I have chocolate ice cream after I just had vanilla? It's like, dude. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, this is not, like, we've moved on. This is a silly thing to be obsessing about. It's, yeah. you know, how can you love a gay person? That's what you should be asking yourself. Right. How can you, how can you it, yeah. get them as close to Jesus as you're able to? That's what you should be asking right. yourself. Yeah. And you I know? think there's, um, it's funny, like on the one hand, there's a, um, uh, like I was listening to a podcast that was talking about, um, just like really quick, um, uh, how the, in Hebrew, the word for the Asherah poles, the, mm. the Asherah is the same consonants as the, um, either the tree of life or Eden. Mm. And so it, or I think it's for the tree of life. And mm. so it's like, you take those and put them in reverse order and it's right. Asherah. And, and uh. so like, it's one of those, like, Ooh, like this was a yeah. direct flipping for idolatry of yeah what you know so it's like the untree of life yeah. you know <laughs> anti-tree of big life. pole yeah and it's this big you know wooden pole that's stood that's up dead to, to, <laughs> that's dead instead of the tree of life right and so like there's all of this like really subtle symbolism in there and and then there's like it's used back you know as god is challenging israel like mm -hmm. hey you took my thing and you flipped it upside down and right. made it horrible and used it right. against me or instead of me. Mm -hmm. And so I think there is an aspect of that yeah. in our culture. And I think also the response is different when like, we should never expect unsaved people to act like saved people. Don't yeah, expect exactly. non-Christians to act like Christians. Now, when Christians take the things, you know, take things of the world and elevate them to the status of God or take God's word where it's clear and go, nah, yeah. never mind. And That's totally reject weird. and flip that. It's like, okay, now you're getting into dangerous territory. That's not what it says. And, and we need to call people out, but even all throughout the new Testament, Jesus talks about it. Forgive your brother, you know, infinite number right. of times, essentially, you know, restore them with grace. Um, Peter talks about restore a brother gently, you know, that you might win him over. Paul says that too. Like when it comes to that, you know, we should have some limits, but also like we should do these things with grace and love and gentleness, not violence. Right. Um, and Amen. throughout history, the church has been really bad at that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just think like, man, you know, it, we don't want to be the spiritual equivalent of that, like weird, like philosophical question of like, you know, the conundrum If a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it. Did it make a sound? Right. And like, if you scream righteous truth at people and no one will listen to you shouting angrily about the love of Christ mm -hmm. because of your delivery method, did you actually speak of the love of Christ? Right. Because and, the method and means of your communication is a mm. major portion of what you communicate. So if yeah. you, if your tone, your word usage and your intent um, and the effect you're having on the person listening, right. If all of those things are discounting the words you say, did it matter right. what you said? Well, and that's, that's, there, there's a funny thing called aggressive complimenting, 
Yeah. And it's like you get in somebody's face, you point at me, go, that is a nice shirt. Yeah. You know, and they're like, they, there's no way <laughs> you're, you, you know, you're probably having a fight or flight response. If that happens with yeah. a stranger, you'd probably yeah. be like, I, am I about to die? You know, or am right. I like, I'm about to throw hands and, yeah. and, and, and he's going to kill like, me and take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's just like, and that's all he says. You're like, thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? How so you yeah, there's that? a huge, like the, the, the package that we put our, our words in, it matters greatly. I think, Yeah. by the way, <clears throat> If a tree falls in the forest, it does not make a sound because sound involves the use of a transducer and psychoacoustics, but it does make pressure waves. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fantastic. So there you go. So it's not a sound <laughs> until someone hears it. And basically that's, see? that's, All right, yes. see? And that, so, and that relates to philosophy of science and what things actually mean and when you define <laughs> them. So, um, so from a place of being rad for Jesus, being radically different and radically awesome, man. Um, I think we, we don't have to, the sides to choose or the, the way forward as often is Jesus almost always presents us a third way that the mm -hmm. world will not choose. And so mm -hmm. the radically different way of following Christ and being radically awesome may lead to people hating you. And in fact, I think with this thing, with, with, with it being pride month and with it being an out front agenda piece for everybody, um, I think the most Christ-like way is going to get you flack from all sides. Yeah. The, the really loud, aggressive, uh, Christian anti rainbow people are going to hate it. If you want to speak grace and love in the face of that and right. the, alphabet mafia, so to speak, um, it has now redefined the term where, uh, even according to some of the laws that they've tried to get passed or maybe mm -hmm. have, um, that now, uh, you know, homophobia is no longer a fear or aggressive response to, um, to, uh, LGBT people, but now it's, you know, uh, homophobia and transphobia is if you disagree with them. Right. If you don't affirm them, which is yeah. a total, uh, you know, like it, it's a, it's poor usage of the word. Yeah. Um, but it's a way of like, yeah, no homophobia leads to violence. So therefore if we can redefine it to include anything that in any way implies that we're not hundred percent right and valid in this position, then, uh, then we can shut down anybody that disagrees with us. And that seems yep. to be where some of our society is heading. And if so, Great. It is what it is. Like, I just yeah, told my kids okay. last night. Our kingdom just, is not of this world, so get over yeah. it. <laughs> we just, um, <clears throat> long story, someone's having a, a, a baby in our neighborhood, and they're going to do a home birth, and their midwife is like a, um, uh, a Christian who is just like, you know, said, I feel like every baby I'm delivering is, is like an end times baby. Like, you know, these yeah. are like, and um, Roran, my oldest, goes, what's end times? And I just said, well, you know, Jesus said one day um, he's going to come back. And basically, I can't remember how I said, it. I tried to make it simple, but it was like, he's going to yeah. conquer, you know, right yeah. now it's, it's an invitation and soon it won't be. So right. <laughs> soon it will be coercion and he will come back. And I said, those times are, you know, depending on how you read the Bible, it's, it's going to be miserable for a lot of people. But yeah. I said, if that's the case for us, we'll take the adventure that Jesus gives us because yeah. 
that's that's like Narnia, you know, the last, I probably have said that on this podcast, but, yeah. you know, just take the adventure that Aslan gives us because it is what it is. If, right. if, if he's, if he's there in the midst of facing the alphabet mafia and just saying, <laughs> Hey, listen, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think your sexuality is all that matters about you. Right. And, um, but I, I won't affirm things I disagree with. I just simply won't do it. Right. And that gets you in trouble. That's the yeah. road you got to go. You'll lose, you'll lose a lot more if you don't. That's, yeah. that's, that's been my belief since this stuff started to get really hot with cancel culture and people getting canceled for just the seemingly most innocuous things. Yeah. If it, I don't want to get canceled for just flippant words, but if right. it's something that's like core to my belief as a Christian, I'm a, I, you already have to decide that that's okay. Right. Because you can't decide in the moment. You have, right. you have to kind of know and be careful with what you say, because I'm not going to go down. I don't want to go down just because I say some slur or something like that. Right. You know, I'd rather just have it be, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very clearly don't agree with this because I think it's polluting your soul. And I would never want to partner with that. Right. I would want to partner with the one who wants to redeem your soul and who died for you and has showed you how willing he is to rescue you by the nail pierced hands that he will right. bear for all eternity. Yeah. That's the savior I follow. You are invited to accept his yeah. grace at any moment, you know, that's, that's the kingdom I want to live under. I don't right. want to, I'm not going to partner with darkness in any of these other areas. And I'm not saying that just because you're, you're, uh, you know, an LGBTQ person that you're evil. I'm just saying no. there are things about every movement, including the Christian that are not good. <laughs> yeah. And right. so that's, that's where it's like, you just don't, I'm not going to partner with them. And if you're asking yeah. me explicitly to say that I do when I don't, I won't. Right. And, and that's what Jesus said in the Beatitudes, along with so many other things. But in Matthew 5, he says, blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness sake. Yeah. When people say all sorts of things about you. And what that looks like is not what the persecution complex in our, you know, in American churches looks like right now where people are like, oh, they shut us down, you know, like at the pandemic, like, you know, throwing a big fight or get, making a big deal, like angrily doing all these things. When the disciples were arrested just for preaching in the name of Jesus and they were threatened right. with death, their response was, well, you decide. Like they weren't angry about it. They didn't fight them. They said, okay, like we hear you, but you decide what's right, whether we should listen to you or to God. As, mm -hmm. as for us, we can't help but speak of what we've seen and heard. That's not an aggressive, like you could do what you want, but I'm going to fight you. That's a, right. if you need to arrest me, okay. If yeah. you need to, this is the us, course okay. I'm going on. If yes. you're going to execute me, Okay but I can't turn away from this. Right. So I, I'll, I'll say this and you do you and wherever that leads us, that's where it leads us. And I'm going to stand strong for this. And there are so many more examples of people turning to Christ in, in seeing that kind of response than in somebody like fighting over it and being like, okay, now that I've beaten you into submission, like that's not a thing. There's a, there's a different religion out there in the world that does th that kind of thing all the time. And everyone's like, you know, if you, if yeah. you were right, you wouldn't have to fight so hard. Right. And, but like, man, and the disciples, they're, they're beaten and then right. released and when they're released, I mean, they're literally whipped. 
And when they're released, they don't go start a new campaign to like end corruption stop or like the whipping. fight back or yeah, stop the whipping or like how dare they try and get away with persecuting Christ, you know, and, and everything else. They went away rejoicing that they had been counting worthy of suffering for the name. As mm-hmm. Christians, our radical difference to this world and to the hijacked Christian nationalism of our nation right now for us Americans. What if we were to rejoice at being counted worthy of suffering for the name, if that's what it comes to. And so let's preach grace and truth in love. All right. right, Well, love you. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. And on that note, we cue the music (laughs) with our totally not copyrighted logo. Yeah. All right. Please don't sue us. Uh, All right. Hey, well, regardless of who's infringing on your copyright, be rad for Jesus. Be rad. (laughs) Okay. That's it for this week's episode of the be rad for Jesus podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I, if you've stuck around this long, you either hate us so bad. You want to find out where to complain or you really loved it and you want to come back for more. I want to tell you how to do that. You can go to be rad for Jesus.com. And we have links to everywhere you can stream and subscribe to our podcast. We have episodes, we have show notes all on there. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And if there's another platform that we don't offer yet, hit us up on the website and let us know where you listen to podcasts. If you do enjoy the podcast, would you consider leaving us a review, leaving us a rating? sharing it with a friend, posting it on social media, or even going above and beyond and supporting this podcast help us make more episodes of this podcast because caffeine definitely fuels just about everything we do, almost as much as the Holy Spirit and our love for Jesus. Be rad for Jesus because following Jesus is radically different and radically awesome.